This is your announcer, Chuck Landington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. A few days after we read a Falconer ad on the show, the band announced their breakup. In the weeks after System of a Down's drummer was on the show, he spiraled into a crazy Trump supporter. Tonight on the show, we have Obby Blitz from Overkill. Hey buddy, don't worry I'm sure this will go way better for you. Probably. Hopefully. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Now! Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It is Rob. Another wonderful episode we have for you. Thank you as always for tuning in. Joining me is the Hammerhead himself, Darinsky. And then with us is Noah. I was trying to think of another overkill part. I can't. And then Sid as well. Sid Dynamite? Is that, is that who we got here? Thank you for tuning in. Our special guest momentarily is going to be Bobby Blitz. You might know him as the frontman of Overkill. But then he is also in a new project called BPMD with Mike Portnoy and Phil Demel, formerly of Machine Head, and Mark Mengi. It's a fun little uh, covers album that they put out. We're going to be talking to them and uh, doing a bunch more. So uh, we hope uh, you could uh, you could be a part of it. Is and, uh, is uh, BPMD? Does that have Eric Sermon in it uh, anywhere? Is he he's participating? Open. Is that a collabo? On the, the Zoom tour. Oh, you don't get it? Hello? Rob doesn't like hip hop. No. It's very sad. I don't get it. Uh, but you can get it. And by wow. it, I mean extra content from the Metal Injection Livecast Patreon page at patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. For as little as $5 a month, you will get at least one extra episode every month. This month's bonus episode was the movie draft. And the movie draft was we uh, basically all uh, kind of drafted characters to play ourselves and came up with a concept. And it, it was a very fun episode. Sean joined us. And uh, earlier this week, we put up a second shorter bonus video. Uh, it is a movie review of the 2002 classic Bubba Hotep. And uh, we had some varying opinions and a great conversation about that. You can get all that fun at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. My face is really blown out here for our video users, which also, that's right, I should mention, Patreon users get access to video versions of all the episodes we've done since quarantine began three months ago. And uh, it's a ton of fun stuff, and you uh, help support the show. So patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Lars's dad. Uh, is really into it, Rob. You're uh, you're so blown out. You look like a Vince Neil cameo video. Oh no! <laughs> uh, girls, girls, girls. Doctor Brownstone, uh, give me four hundred dollars. That should just be our our, our whole show. Ninety minutes of that, just saying Motley Crue song titles and forgetting <laughs> forgetting our names. <laughs> we did a uh, poll yesterday on our social media whether Rob a cameo, and the fans were overwhelmingly in favor. Of Rob starting a cameo page. Do it. That doesn't mean they're going to pay for it, though. They just want yeah. to see him do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to pony up the money. Well, well in order for to them to the see page? it, they have to pay for it, right? They could just wait. Why. They could just wait for us to cover it on the show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're not giving uh, any ideas. 
Yeah, uh, so like, what should I put as the, the charging price for my cameo now that I'm being forced on it by our fans? Start with like, what, what, what is someone of your like celebrity status, equals equivalent celebrity status charge? Yeah, how much does Ken Pierce charge? <laughs> <laughs> He's a little higher than Ken Pierce. Let's, come oh. on. What would be someone my celebrity status? See, we'd have to do research. I was thinking All somewhere right. somewhere between five and twenty dollars. Probably let's say ten. How much did Stanley from the office charge? He charged uh three or four hundred, I believe. Oh really? How, oh, okay. But I mean he's not a I can't I he's way more famous. I was gonna say you're <laughs> more famous than you, but he's like a lower end serious celebrity. So go where he is and knock it down. No, I'm not going to charge that much. I will not what charge more charge, than $20. How about you charge 80,000 USDs? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, maybe use the the cameo money to pay for metalinjection.com, which was or I was almost that. We almost got it to 10,000, I believe actually. I re, I recall a live cast listener <laughs> put in a bid and they <laughs> gave them a better deal than they gave uh, to me, which I thought so was spiteful. Funny. Jose well, Mangan, by the way, I think that's a comparable celebrity. He's obviously a tier or two above the. He's on cameo. Price. He's on cameo, and he is thirty-three dollars. It's a little okay. Pantera reference. Can we hear but a sample? So, uh... No. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, now, what's going on? It's Jose Mangan, metal ambassador from Sirius XM, Liquid Metal, and Octane. Where I've been. Okay, you get it, right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is that his intro cameo or is like that's in someone's paid cameo? No, that's his intro cameo. Okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say he see, like a paid one. That's, Here's a birthday. That's, I was going to say it's fucked up if he puts all his plugs in at yeah, the beginning right? of your birthday message or whatever. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> What's going on, Tat? My name's Jose, Metal Ambassador Mang, and man, you maybe you know me, Sirius XM, Liquid Metal, and Octane. I'm a freaking metal ambassador, and that's all I do is preach the good gospel of metal. And your boy Dave told me that it was your birthday on 420. Dave, I mean, it's like almost two months late, good man. Birthday. It's all right, dude. You know, all right, we get it, we get it, we get it. But doesn't the per- wouldn't the person know who he is if? If the, they gave a cameo to this person, I'm assuming they would appreciate it coming from someone who they know who it is. You're not just going to get some rando. Yeah. So he's probably, to... no, he's just like so like professional as a broadcaster that he just naturally introduces himself all the time. Did he give a time check too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he, time, give an, like, time, he gave an ID. Time, Could and, we? time and weather. You said it's $33 for him, Rob? Yeah. That's what he said. I yeah. might drop $33 out of my own pocket to get him to record an apology for firing Rob. Yeah. <laughs> also, he also has to say uh, Robert Pezboni is not a piece of shit. Oh. Oh, that? no. That's not nice. <laughs> I mean, $33 is not a steep price. I feel like somebody's going to pay him to yeah. do that. Come on, fans. Let's <laughs> overwhelm it. Jose Mangan with guilt for firing Rob. Come on. $33 at a time. The number is down, by the way. Sorry, guys. I was going to say, we should just disguise it. Don't just say the name. The guy's name is Rob. And say, uh, <laughs> hey, wanted to pass on your condolences for getting fired. Uh, you really didn't deserve it. It really sucks. I know you're carrying a lot of resentment. Like, just pile it on. <laughs> he, won't re- he won't even probably remember that he fired Rob. So. Like a, wow, like a Rob. dog in the street. You're wow. Footnote. To Jose, just another person he gave a lighter to. 
<laughs> I mean, he's a, he's he fires all right. people all day long. Come on. All right, all right. Let's Next. move on here. Two one three Y that is the phone number. That's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. We're gonna have Bobby Blitz on in a few minutes, and uh, it's been an interesting week in the metal world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this. I mean, can we talk about the biggest news of them all? Do it. Falconer is no longer a band. That's right. We briefly mentioned it at the top of the show. Chuck mentioned it. But one week, or one day, actually. One day. The next one morning day, I saw it. The next morning, one day after we announced that Falconer's new album is coming out this month. And Noah, of course, is a huge fan of the power metal band, Falconer. They, the live cast curse strikes again. And the band has announced this new album will be their final album. Noah, how are you dealing with this? having a rough time i'm trying to go to the post to read it it, it kind of seemed a little contentious like you could tell there was like trouble in the band and i didn't really like that like it was too much of a look behind the curtain mm-hmm. uh i guess the singer was saying that he didn't really feel like himself on this album or that it, it just sounded more of the same and he wanted to experiment more if i remember correctly mm-hmm. i don't know i just Watch didn't like it I are just they, don't like their dirty laundry. Are they all alive at least? I mean, yeah. They're all yeah. like fucking Vikings or pirates or whatever. You don't know if one of them fucking took an axe out. And, I mean, there's a guy uh, called Magnus in the band, so. Exactly. <sighs> Have you ever seen them live? Did you get a chance to see them before they broke up? Mm-mm. Oh, no. that's sad. Rob, you ever see them? No, I'm not, su- I'm not sure if uh, they've toured the States. I don't know. How much are they on Cameo? You can commission a, uh, a, a live concert. <laughs> I think getting an actual now. Falcon is probably more attainable. <laughs> there are, there are uh, there's Falcons that fly over Prospect Park. I don't know if you ever... Uh... And they are all more coherent than Vince Neil. <laughs> so, <laughs> good bang for the buck. Ah, girls, girls, girls! Ah! <laughs> okay. They remember their names. So I misread it. So he, like, they said that, like, the last thing they wanted to do was release a so-so album, but they are very proud of um, this one. This so-so album? I, I read it as, we released a so-so album. And I was like, yeah, why are they yeah, I that? Yeah, like, why would a band do that? They would have knocked their own. They would have knocked an album until they're promoting the next album. Yeah. <laughs> the last album sucked. But this I don't is know, real people shit. are losing it in quarantine. I mean, like, it's it's hard to keep sanity under these conditions. Maybe they're just fucking losing it. No, are you okay? Are you losing it? Are you are you doing fine? I mean, or or I have my days, I guess. No. <sighs> what what are your days? What's the bad day like? I don't know. Like, don't you just, like go stir crazy or just like spending so much time on my fucking computer? I can't stand it. Well, I want to know. Like, well, how do you? How does that affect you? What, what do you? You. Uh, I think it just like it like it will either make me like angry or anxious. One of those. Hmm. I have You're... a suggestion for you. No frustrations out because you've sent us a couple of times now uh, videos you've taken from your window of stuff going on outside. <laughs> so you've got like the street and the sidewalk fairly close to where your window is, right? Yes. A fun thing to do. I used to do this when I was younger. I don't have, I'm up higher now. You're clearly on a like lower to the ground floor. What are you like second floor? Uh, uh, third floor. Third floor. Perfect. 
what you do is you pull down the shade and you peek through. And when people are walking by, you heckle them. And they have oh, no idea where that. it's coming from. And you just fuck with them. Get all your frustrations out. Just belittle people that are outside during quarantine. Now, when you say you used to do this, was this like uh, three weeks ago? <laughs> no, I'm too high up now. I'm on the fifth floor. It's the, I would have to like really scream. But back when I lived on the third floor, when I was like through like college age, that was always a fun. It, what I were did. some highlights? Well, I lived directly across the street from like all, it was just house after house of Orthodox Jewish people. So that was just endless opportunities to heckle for any and every reason. Just saying curse words with scandal. And they probably that. thought it was like God speaking to them. <laughs> no, at that point, I wasn't smart enough to hide myself. So they knew exactly where it was coming from. Oh. I didn't care. Uh. But uh, as I got older, I was like, it might be more interesting to do this. And they don't know where it's coming from. Right. Hashem said my coat is smelly. What? <laughs> what is this? Where is this coming from? So try that, Noah. Maybe you could film it. You could be like a TikTok celebrity just heckling people on the street. Uh, this is your next out. move. TikTok yeah, sensation. I'm looking at more uh, TikTok, I mean not TikTok, cameo prices. <laughs> and uh, David Ellison, $25. What? He's Gary Holt, $25. What's the cheapest cameo? Can you sort by price? Like $5 looks to be the cheapest one I've seen. You think that's the cheapest they'll let you do? or like is that Probably, because just... I'm assuming they have a fee as well that they want. Uh, Nick Hexum, who you might know as the lead <laughs> singer of 311, charges $150. Wow. wow. Should have gone for 311. That would have been the, uh, the hip thing to do. Very clever. $3.11. I might consider it. I know, I still would. Oh, Bruce Kulik of Kiss, $100. Anyone uh, not in the Sawbord realm of... Destructo of Guar, $40. Okay. Anyone not in the realm of music, uh, like TV people, whatever? I mean, yeah, they have everyone. I'm just in the music category. No, I mean, cheap just... ones, a cheap one. I don't know who's cheap Let's in see. TV. We're going to have Bobby Blitz in a moment now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah Bob, we're, we're just waiting for Bobby to come on. Meanwhile, I'm looking at cameo prices. Oh, Danny Trejo just just signed up, one hundred dollars. Cherry Chase, two fifty. Oh my god! Uh, I would love to. Uh, are there any samples of Cherry Chase? I heard that he is not a nice person. Oh, yeah, no, that's why you and everyone. There are no samples. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, he just he just signed up. I can't imagine him getting through a thirty second video and not being a fucking dickhead. And this is also clearly like something he was forced to do by like an assistant or. A grandchild or something there's no way he would want to do that because he hates people yeah so he's probably like D really mean d norris two hundred dollars uh i can't and i was watching a, a table read of breaking bad like someone just randomly posted them reading a script before they shot it and they were reading it and every single last person in the show put in the emotion like how they're supposed to do it except <laughs> dean norris just read his lines and like, uh, I don't even know who you are anymore. Just like a robot, you know, just as a way, you know, I guess that's a valid thing. Like maybe he doesn't want to, he wants to save Yeah, him. save his energy, yeah. But no one else was doing it. Like Aaron Paul basically just cried on wow. in this table read in his scene. 
And, like, Dean Norris's, like, lines were almost never, like, that, like, dramatic. He was, like, sort of, like, the dopey, happy-go-lucky guy. Yep. So you wouldn't think it would take much to just do it the way you're supposed to do it. Oh, it was the episode where they meet in the garage and Walt says, Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it okay. says, um, uh, you tread lightly. And then yes, they, okay. throw, they throw each other against the, the wall and everything. Okay, then I guess I could sort of understand it. I want to save it. But even his comedic lines, like in the earlier part of the episode, he was just, you know, like ro- ro- robotically wheeling them out. Weird. <clears throat> Rob, do they charge a fee for you to start the cameo page? I'm not, I don't know. I have, I have yet to do the research. Because as long as you don't have to pay up front to do this, there's no reason you shouldn't. I don't see why you would. Or, like, is there, like, a screening process? Do they have to be, like, you're famous yeah. enough? <laughs> we should all have a so. cameo page. What the fuck are we fucking yeah. around for? Let's all make one. There you go. I mean, that could happen, right? And we'll just pay each other to say stuff for our own amusements. <laughs> uh, well, while we wait for uh, Bobby to come on, I did want to mention that uh, this week a petition has been passed around to replace the Robert E. Lee statue with the statue of Guar's Odorous Urunkus. And today, it's uh, reached 50,000 signatures, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I say replace all the Confederate statues in, in Richmond with Guar statues. Like, every member of Guar should have I a mean, statue. there's other famous Richmond bands besides Guar. <laughs> Name 10. I just named one. That's the only one I care about. I mean, give Guar, I think, is more built for being made into statues just because of the aesthetic. So for let's say for every three Guar statues, maybe we get one Avail statue. <laughs> I'll do that deal with you, Rob. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. Do you know I'll who allow. started the petition, Rob? Do you have any idea? I do have an idea, but the person said they did not want to be identified because oh. I was the first one to, uh, to report on, wow. on the petition. Yeah, actually, I saw the metal injection link in my Twitter feed before Lamb Goat. That's right, because we <laughs> broke the true. story. Noah, you had that, you just broken a story here yourself that you have a metal injection feed uh, being delivered to you. We didn't yeah, know you, this before. You, you subscribe to the metal injection feed. Yeah, why the heck not? She's just new- looking for posts with her name in them. <laughs> she actually... Name. She got it as a Google alert. It wasn't actually about the, yeah. in her feed. What was the name of the show you used to do for Metal Injection, Noah? The Power Hour. That's right. She's just waiting for like the, the post announcing the comeback of the Power Hour. She's yeah. doing the. She's brought it to Lamb Goat. I heard. They're gonna be, oh uh, shit! Hosting the Power Hour starting next week. We're gonna launch my archives <laughs> on their YouTube page. Is that what your cameo would say, Noah? Noah Avior from Metal Injections, The Power Hour? <laughs> from, from, no, from, Noah's in, from Metal Injections, Lamb Goat. <laughs> oh, I'll just, or I'll just say Lamb Goat. Like, for some reason, I'll just join their website. They won't even realize. What are they going to do? <laughs> They'll be happy to have you, I'm sure. They better. That's a big get for them. Well, right now, uh, let, let's bring our guest in. I'm uh, very excited. Let's see if we, we get this going here. Let him in. We have let Bobby him, let him. Blitz. Uh, Bobby, are you there? 
an audio. We just have audio with him, maybe. Perhaps. Connecting. He's connecting. There we go. Good. Aha. I think, okay, so Bobby's just logged on. We'll have Bobby Blitz in a moment. I do want to mention that Bobby uh, is, is talking about his new project, BPMD, uh, which also features Mike Portnoy, Mark Mengi, and Phil Demmel. And their new album, American Made, is out now on Napalm Records. So uh, that's pretty cool. There's some cool covers on there. It's a album of, of covers, and, uh, and there's... There's uh, fun stuff there. Um, let's see. Let's, let's see, see if we can get uh, <laughs> get Bobby to. I think he saw your background and got a little put off. Lars's dad yeah. just staring him in the face. <sighs> Playing Christmas songs with a metal beat. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Awesome. How are you, boys and girls? Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes to talk to us, Bobby. We really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, man, my, my pleasure, yeah. My pleasure. Beautiful day in New Jersey. We are all uh, in Brooklyn, so we're right next door. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bridge and a tunnel away. That's right. They used to call the, they used to call the, uh, the Jersey crew that would go to Lemoore's, they would call them bridge and tunnel babies. Tearing into Brooklyn on Fridays and Saturday nights, uh, raising hell and uh, having a good time. But we were the uh, we were always dirty Jersey. We were that extra borough. So, but it's good to be talking to you. Good to be on your podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for taking some time. And and uh, you know, you're talking about this project BPMD. It's a new band you formed with Mike Pornoy, Mark Mengi, and Phil Demmel. And you're listening to, to the stuff, the new album American Made, it's out now on Napalm Records. Seems like this was just like, guys, let's, let's have some fun. Let's all get in the studio, have some fun, record some jams. Is, is that, was that the basic idea here? Just, I mean, you, you have it in a nutshell right there. Um, you know, it, it turned out to be great timing, I think, based on, you know, all of our circumstances at this point, that, uh, that there still is something out there that's just fun. You know, not looking right. both <laughs> hit by a jet airplane you know, when you're crossing the street in 2020. But uh, that was uh, that was the idea. Let's get together and uh, and do some stuff that um, uh, let's say uh, re reminds us why we did it uh, to begin with. Uh, and this is some of the stuff I cut my teeth on as uh, as a young man. So it was uh, for me. It was just uh, it was a great departure to transport back to uh, puberty in my youth and and see what the hell was going on with these songs. I read that uh, each of you picked a few cover songs uh, to bring to the table, and I was curious which ones were your picks. Which songs did you feel uh, you guys should cover? Well, you know, it, it's uh, just so everybody knows the background. I mean, when the, the phone conversation started with Mark and myself, uh, you know, some rules started coming up, and the rules were, okay, American Made, okay, the 1970s, okay, everybody picks two. So it kind of made it more of a challenge game, which kind of, uh, let's say, added to that fun aspect that you had, uh, had just brought up. Uh, I picked um, Evil, uh, the rendition by Cactus, which is actually an old 1950s, written by Willie Dixon in Chicago song, recorded first by Howlin' Wolf, 
so it's actually an old blues number, but Cactus was kind of the, I, I suppose, America's answer to Led Zeppelin, you know, at that particular time. And my other pick was uh, another Long Island band, Cactus was Long Island, uh, was Mountain, uh, Never in My Life. Uh, awesome. I'm just a song that, I mean, even back in the Overkill days, Dee Dee and I were talking about, uh, you know, putting that on as a bonus track somewhere, just sprucing it up, you know, giving it, a, you know, a new coat of paint for, uh, you know, the 2000s, but it never came to fruition. So uh, before the conversation was over with Mark and myself, uh, I already had spit out two songs. That's great. And I feel like Mountain is a band that, like, most metalheads today don't really hear much about, but they're so influential that it's cool that you're kind of bringing them back uh, in the conversation like that. And, and I guess that's kind of the point of the, the, the album, right? Like, here are these great songs that people should remember. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think some are obvious. Uh, I think uh, even the youth has heard uh, Saturday Night Special or Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. But, you know, did they hear Mountain Never in My Life? Uh, maybe not all of them. Not all of, uh, all of the youth that, uh, that claim allegiance to this metal community that we're in. So, you know, for me, this was the bridge into the 80s. You know, I was, um, geez, I was, uh, you know, it was in my teens when some of this, the, these uh, songs were released. So, so for me, this was the, the Friday, Saturday night party music that I was listening to. And they might have been deeper cuts even back then. But I think the idea was, is that, you know, it, you know this whole rock and roll thing we have is a chain. You know, whether you're in black metal or death metal or extreme metal or uh, uh, new metal or thrash metal, whatever it is in the metal thing, it all changed back uh, to these original type things. And, and again, this was kind of the bridge into the 80s with regard to the, the Judas Priests and you know, even the Iron Maidens to some degree. That's cool. And, uh, you know, that kind of uh, made me wonder is like, how did you discover hard rock and heavy metal? How did it come to you? Was it like a a relative or you just heard it on the radio oh man for me i mean it was, i was always attracted to something that was causing trouble you know i mean it, and it was uh, it was one of those you know it was distorted guitars i mean you know who created it i don't really know but i mean if you heard leslie west uh wail uh on never in my life or mississippi queen or nantucket sleigh ride which were you know some songs by mountain these were three guys making more noise than than six guys could make at that particular time so i think the attractive nature of it was uh it, it, as well put together as it was it appeared like chaos uh, in my youth that this was just so bombastic that uh you know the magnet to steel kind of a vibe you know i mean i'd hear it and i was like moving toward it you know that's really cool. And uh, one other thing I wanted to uh, briefly mention is that uh, I know you've mentioned in previous interviews that uh, your wife is a chocolatier and that you, you guys have a, a chocolate shop. And I was just wondering, what is your go-to chocolate? Well, you know, that's been gone now for a five-year period. We sold both oh, okay. shops. Yeah, we sold both shops. I mean, that was the, that was the business plan, was to, was to create them, make them bigger, sell them, and move on. Um, but she had uh, introduced me to uh, many of the Belgium uh, Dutch chocolates. She had grown up on the Belgian border. But my go-to is uh, it's a brand called Codor, uh, which is out of Brussels, Belgium. It is just a standard chocolate you can get in a gas station over, <laughs> over in, uh, in Belgium or in Netherlands or even in Germany for that matter. Uh, but their their milks, their uh, their medium darks, and their darks are just killer. I mean, it's like, you know, it's the 
it's that magnet to steel thing again. It's it's kind of a it, it's teetering on a drug, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so. Yeah, I do. Now we could agree that Hershey's is basically the most disgusting imitation of chocolate ever created, right? Like that, it, it's not even chocolate. I'm offended that it's like it's associated with like American chocolate. Like it's embarrassing. I mean, it's a gateway chocolate. <laughs> As we just spoke drugs, you're 100 percent correct. <laughs> God, it's like the it's like Bud Light uh, of chocolate. Let's be real. It's like somewhat approximating chocolate. Yes, yes. It's a snack. It's a snack. <laughs> it's hygienic and it's a snack. It's not. Uh, it's not the chocolates that. Uh, that I came to love after opening this shop. And I really didn't have any background in it. This was just, um, or, or even a great love of it. Uh, but it was just something that seemed like, uh, you know, a decent uh, business to do at that particular time, especially with, uh, you know, the other half's know-how with regard to, you know, expertise. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the successful business venture then and, and selling it. And <laughs> <laughs> Are you working on anything I, else? I, yeah, I got prostitution and guns. I run out of the basement. It's another small family, it's a little yeah, small family business. Hey, it's the end of the world. It's a good time to get into that stuff. Right? Hey, man, you can still do that in Jersey, you know? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like the Lost Soprano here. <laughs> well, things here have been, like, pretty, like, it, we're just starting to kind of open up, and it's really weird for me that, like, people are almost, like, forgetting that there's been a, a pandemic. What's the scene like in Jersey? Is it a little further ahead or behind? Or Well, you know, I'm, I'm in northwestern Jersey. I'm, I'm pretty far removed. I'm actually closer to Pennsylvania than I am to, uh, you know, the sidewalks of Newark. I mean, I go in to see the Devils. Uh, that's about an hour plus for me to get there. Um, I see. But I'm in, a, I'm in, I'm in Vernon Valley. Uh, you guys probably know it. I mean, if you're Brooklynites, I mean, you've come up here and probably cut your teeth in the water park or, or snowboarded or something like so. But I mean, I'm right by the ski slopes, and it's a, you know, it's a whole different vibe because it's so rural. You know, and I moved up here years ago because I had spent so much time in cities. You know, when when I was touring, uh, younger, and, and nothing bad about that. But I just wanted the, I wanted some kind of a balance. So up here, with regard to Peter pandemic. It's, uh, oh, jeez. I mean, it's, you know, we're spread out a little bit more. I'm on the bike. I got fast cars. Uh, work on an overkill record. I'm doing the stuff with Mark for BPMD. I own another business. So it's always busy. I mean, uh, uh, I can't say, you know, stuff has changed with regard to saying, hey, I'm going to meet my buddies on the bike. I'm going to go have a cold one and uh, at the bar. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, there's people coming over for, for hamburgers and, you know, the whole bit. We're just you know, keeping the six foot distance away from each other as to not, uh, not to not reignite it up here. But we're, uh, we're pretty okay up here um, and getting back to normal, much like uh, you city folk and uh, Brooklynites. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned Overkill, and before we, we let you go, I do want to ask, you know, you guys did have plans this year. Uh, uh, you played some shows right before everything shut down. And uh, is the idea to try to release an album this year or just kind of work on it and get everything ready? Uh, for when things like restart back up you know it's unique you know we've always had a you know everybody or not everybody but it's been tagged to us as having a great work ethic you know and i've always attributed that to the way we were brought up Didi and myself and even dave linsk and Derek taylor jason bittner's got the same kind of vibe with him uh you know ingrained in him um but we we punched the clock every two years i mean we we early on knew what we were 
Um, and to keep visibility, we were going to have to do records at more of an alarming rate than other people. That's just as simple as it was. Maybe we hit, maybe we don't. And I think we've kind of kept that schedule. But under these circumstances, which I'm actually embracing, is that we have a little bit more time now. Uh, so we're working on stuff. I mean, we've gone as deep right now as 10 songs. Um, the drums are being re-demoed. Uh, everybody's got kind of a mini studio. I mean, that's just the, that's the modern era, you know? I mean, you can, you can do records here. I, I, would ra I, I want to do it with the guys. I mean, I want to be in the same room with them. But the preliminary work is being done now, and I kind of like the fact that we're able this deep into our careers or our life is break the mold and spend a little more time with it. Uh, you know, let's uh, not overthink, but let's rethink that one part. Let's rethink that part, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I see something happening in 2021. I mean, this is still, you know, the lifeblood, and I don't mean that financially. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a thing that keeps me going, you know. I mean, this is, it's not a career anymore. It's just kind of a lifestyle after. <laughs> once you sing one time with Lemmy, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all uh, very big fans of Overkill and, and looking forward to, to hearing what, what, you, what you have planned. And what, like you mentioned, singing with Lemmy, what was that like? What, what was the scenario? Tell us that story. Oh, it was killer. It was, um, we got there, we, uh, we got the opening slot for them through their German dates. I think it was 2007. Um, and we had toured with them prior. And, it, you know, and, and one of the things I've always liked about that, you know, uh, whole Motorhead uh, vibe was, you know, they were in it uh, to win it, uh, but they never forgot you. So we toured, you know, it was a killer tour. One of our first real tours in the States was um, Slayer Motorhead Overkill. So it was, you know, I mean, that is about as bombastic as you can get back in the 80s. That's awesome, and, you know, Right. You know, I mean, I, I run into Lemmy or, or Phil Campbell or, or Filthy Taylor was uh, playing drums at that particular time. Uh, Wurzel was in the band, so they're actually two guitar band. Um, and you'd run into them years later, and they'd always remember you, you know. And that was always the great thing. But in 2007, we got this opening slot for them going through Germany, and they had just blown up uh, in that part of Europe. You know, they were playing; uh, they weren't playing the 500 seaters or 1,000 seaters they were playing five years before, but they were doing five to 10,000 seaters, which was insane. And it was the last night uh, in Berlin. And our uh, TM, uh, tour manager, Eric, Big E, uh, came in and said, Lemmy wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever he wants. I'm going to go down and check it out. So he, he's like, I want you to sing Overkill with me. Uh, it's going to be the last show of the night. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I know this song cold, you know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in a panic. So I got the Sharpie out. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm writing the first word of each verse on my, on my forearm because, you know, I don't want to nervous the whole thing up and ruin the opportunity, right? I mean, for a singer, you got the first word, everything else just spills out of your mouth. So, so I got it, and I was up there, and he said, you can have your own mic, or you can duet, and we can go back and forth, and we were doing a little of both, and he caught me peeking at my forearm, you know, and in Berlin, right? <laughs> He's yelling out to 10,000 crazed motor headbangers, He's got cheat notes, cheat notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Lovey's a snitch. Lovey's he a snitch. He said <laughs> to the whole crowd. And I didn't know what to do, so I jumped into the audience where they, they consumed me like piranha. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. 
That's yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I, and and like I'm saying, I mean, it, you know, with regard to what you do that once in your life, it made the whole thing worth it, you know. So, so it was um, somebody who was very inspiring to me, uh, um, uh, not just in a musical level, but on a personal level, and 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 how he lived his life with um, uh, with no apology. Uh, today, they just announced that they're going to be doing a Lemmy biopic movie. Have you ever tried? Have you ever like casted who should play Lemmy in a movie? Jeez, I never thought of that. Oh my God. Brad There's got to be some. Yeah? Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know, I loved, uh, I loved Walk the Line with uh, when, who was it? Joaquin Phoenix yeah. did John Oh, Pitt. yeah, he did oh, an yeah. amazing job. I thought that was just badass. I mean, by the time, I, I mean, I, that, I could smell that movie before it was over, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, How about you do it? How about you do Lemmy? I was thinking maybe like a Tom Hardy, like someone, it has to be someone British. Uh, yeah, like, Tom Hardy. Jeez, um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a, that's a tough question because, I mean, it's kind of like, that's filling big shoes, you know? Yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you cast God? <laughs> yeah, you know, I always enjoyed, I mean, one of the things I always enjoyed about the Pirates of the Caribbean was when they added Keith Richards, and as you can see, I'm a, I'm still a Rolling Stones fan here. But um, you know, I'll I'll spin the Stones as much as I spin other stuff when I'm working on a motorcycle or a car or something, you know. But uh, I love the way Johnny Depp ate up that Keith Richards part and just yeah. <laughs> and studied yeah, Johnny Depp would be good too, man. Yeah, Johnny Depp would be killer. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, cool, man. Bobby, thank you so much for, you know, giving us a little bit of your time. We really, really appreciate it. We're all such big fans of all of your work. And uh, the new BPMD album, American Made, is out now. It's, it really tests my dyslexia. <laughs> Make sure I, I say it correctly. The entire interview, I'm like, don't mess it up. But uh, it's... Write really a cheat sheet on your arm, Rob. That's what you're going to do. else. There we go. That's awesome, man. I, we appreciate the support. I mean, it's a fun record. It came out. Uh, it was for fun, as you brought up early in the interview. Um, and, you know, hey, love it or hate it, it's, uh, it is that building block to much of the metal that we know, you know, in, in our current, uh, current era. So it's, um, for me, it was just, man, it was just a fucking blast. And it was nice to, you know, to be reintroduced to why I did this in the first place, just because it's fucking cool. You know, that's the, that's the bottom line. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, have, have a safe day. <laughs> Keep it safe out there. Have a good one. Uh, I'm on. Oh. <laughs> He's out of there. Put him back in the, in the waiting room. But. Uh, well, that was awesome. Bobby yeah. Blitz is like one of the nicest guys ever. And, and the album is really fun. Check it out. Uh, it, it's good stuff. He so, I can't uh, believe he shouted out Lamore. That was fucking cool. He's, he's an OG. They probably played there 20 times, I'm oh, sure. Of, of, like, um, more than that, I'm sure. Yeah. Like home uh, base. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Overkill is an amazing live band. I hope uh, we can see them live again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they always deliver. I remember, no, was it the cruise that we were on together that they played? I they feel played like I saw, a couple of cruises. Yeah, I feel like we saw them like four times on that boat, and like every time it was just like, yes, amazing. And just like I just had elimination stuck in my head all the time. Elimination. <laughs> 
hey, catch it. <laughs> it's the it's the best song. I uh, saw them on uh, Gigantor with Megadeth. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. yeah. That's like, we talked about it. That's like one of the first year uh, live cast episodes, I think, because you have that amazing story about the drunkard uh, who <laughs> kept requesting that they play Hammerhead. Play Hammerhead! <laughs> play Hammerhead! I wrote an article about it. It's on Metal Injection. That's right. Uh, okay, so we talked about coronavirus, and there's so many stories about coronavirus, and I really want to go through some of them because it seems like it seems like uh since the protest started like since george floyd was murdered that people can only process one major yeah. story at a time right. so like covid kind of disappeared mm -hmm. but it's still going on and and you know people are saying the second wave we're still in the first wave like florida's yeah. fucked arizona's fucked shit is happening and uh, California is really blowing my mind because I always assume that California is this liberal, progressive haven, right. but there are a lot of wacky, white, conservative people who oh, live yeah. in the in the out like they don't live in the main cities. They get the hell out of those cities. They want the big house and the nice neighborhood uh, with the lack yeah. of melatonin. And, uh, and and then these people. Uh, Wait, do you mean melanin? Melanin, that's what I meant. What's melanin? I don't and know. I was like, why mel melatonin is for sleeping? No, melatonin is a thing too. They don't sleep. They don't like sleep. All right. Well, I wanted to. So there. So in Orange County, uh, which is like the next uh, county for over from LA, uh, they the health director made it mandatory to have masks. And there was such a revolt, such a protest, and she got so many death threats that she had to resign. And then now a new health director said that you don't have to wear masks. Jesus. And Why are people so opposed to wearing masks? I don't understand. What the fuck is wrong with them? Okay, I will answer that for you right now with this video that, without that, masks. That, that, that I yeah. saw that like blew my fucking mind. Can I it take a guess? Mind. They're uncomfortable. Um, well, there's actually, well, there's one, there's one video from a few weeks ago that I've been wanting to play where a, a Karen breaks down for having to wear a mask for 45 minutes. But they're trying to pull some crazy science that like you can, because you're wearing the mask, you're just breathing in the CO2 that you exhale. So you get CO2 point, like some bullshit. Let, let, let me play this video because it's a super cut of people that went to a, a community board meeting and uh, uh, railed against this fucking uh, wearing masks. Like it's like they give you two minutes to talk or something and this right. is all the people that... But this is just like a super cut. Like it's not the full two minutes. It's just the best of the worst. Is Gatan Dugas lady there? I wish. This is she's, still, she's still there from the last meeting. They never, yeah. uh, they never kicked her out. Uh, let me know if the audio is too loud, but I think it should be fine. I can't hear loud. <laughs> Yeah, can't very hear? loud. Okay. Nope. No nope. audio. Let me try that again. Sorry. I think I shared without audio. That's not really sharing then. <laughs> All right, here we go. I don't, I'm not a fan of that kind of sharing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nope. Nope. No? Nope. nope. What is going on? Maybe like. Nope. Nothing. Wow. Why don't you just reenact it, Rob? Yeah. Oh. Pretend you're doing a cameo video of that of that lady <laughs> or someone. <laughs> yeah, let me try one more time. Criminal. How corrupt. Oh, this is a Okay, great. There we go. Oh boy. Y'all are sitting there breathing freely, building your immune systems without masks. How disgusting. How shameful. How criminal. How corrupt. This is a this is a hoax. It's a fraud. There's nobody dying in excess of any other year in the last decade. Are you aware of that? Stop listening to absolute charlatan doctors like this doctor. Charlatan. Who I wouldn't go Your time is up. Thank you. Next speaker, please. And so the thing that kind of blows my mind about this is like they sound like they're intelligent, you know? Like, they sound like they're, they're fighting for a worthy cause, but then when you hear the actual words they're saying, they're fucking insane. Well, these are, there's a huge anti-vax community in California, too. I'm sure these are the same. Right, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. You're telling me that I have to breathe in CO2 when God gave this body God. the ability to extract that from my body, and now you want me to put it back in my body. I have natural rights. Bitch, do you drink soda? Do you know what's in soda? Well, this is what gets me is that like they think that a mask is like a steel trap from which no yeah. air or anything can escape. Like you're breathing in through the mask. The mask is porous. It's yeah. not really an effective, it doesn't have a filter on it. It's just to prevent like extreme splatter. Like if someone breathes COVID into your face directly, with a mask on, you're still going to get sick. It's just to prevent major spread, like so you're not spewing shit into the air. Yeah. They think that it's like like a, a trap, like CO2 is not getting out of your body because you're wearing a mask. <laughs> what kind of fucking idiots are these people? Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. As a sovereign citizen of the Thank United you. States, your time is up. You I love the time really is up, lady. By the way, can I just say, like, <laughs> fucking sorry to like so calm. Get her right. Yeah. Yeah, like Doctor like, Ruth. She had to hear over a hundred people say this oh stupid my shit uh, on the necks of the people, and you are no. Oof. Uh. Wait, say that again. Next. I missed it. Uh, oh, the you next are the kneeling bitch. on the necks of the people, and you are continuing to act in a thuggish manner. Cheers. So wh what do we take from that? Hold on. Pause it. Like, what? What is the Rob? Pause there. What is the? Um, what is the? Like, is she using that metaphor like pejoratively, or is she saying I am against police brutality, and you're doing an atrocity just like the cops are? Like, what do you think she's going for? I think, no, I think she's taking the role of the victim. Like, she thinks that she's George Floyd in the equation. That's yes. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's just, so she's also, like, it just shocks me that someone can be, like, on the correct side of that and then so badly I don't know that she this. is really doing a value judgment on the George Floyd thing. I think yeah. she's just saying you libs are so concerned with George, Flo George Floyd having mm. his neck kneeled on. Well, that's what you're doing to us. I could see that as well. Just like using the language that yeah. they're familiar with. Like yeah. that's her mentality. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
Oh, we oh, lost muted, it. Muted. Shielding their faces from sight. People are now able to commit crimes while fully shielding their faces from sight. I begin with the question, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I remember teaching my own fifth graders about the respiratory system. These 10-year-olds uh. understood the most basic important element needed by the human body is oxygen. So I ask you, why in the name of science and health would you require people, especially children, to wear a mask only to rebreathe the waste product the body wants to get rid of? Making our children wear masks is He's so sure of himself. That's kind of what, like, that, that, that's what hurts the most. Yeah. How are you so dumb? It's contrary to the medical experts, and it's fundamentally wrong. They need to be exposed to bacteria in the air, playing on jungle gyms. Kids need sunlight, exercise, interaction, youth sports, and prayer without masks. If you Prayer without masks? What? Well, if you, no, I want to, in all fairness, I want to defend her. If you pray yeah. while wearing a mask, it doesn't go up to heaven. Yeah, you oh, the prayer gets back. stuck in your mask. Yeah, and you yeah. Well, okay, yeah. you the breathe thing, the prayer back in. The Jewish people have figured it out. They move their masks to the top of their head. <laughs> you denied them that? In 20 years, you're going to have a population. I don't want the COVID should get into my skull. It's the worst place for the COVID to enter your body. It goes through the pores. That's why I put a keeper. It's like a mask on top of my head. <laughs> I mean, I will give her the fact that kids should be out there playing, exercising and stuff, because from everything that I'm reading from the epidemiologists or whatever, like, they recommend exercising and all that. Right, to build up your immune system. Can we just right. say, like, you, these that's people not what you say. are, like, rich Californians. They all have massive properties where their kids right. can run around backyards. in the backyard yeah. all day long. You don't know. Exactly. You're assuming that. Yes. Hmm. And I think it's, it's Orange okay County. Yeah. It's not Orange County is one of the That's richest counties county. in California. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Wrong. They need to be exposed to bacteria in the air, playing on jungle gyms. Kids need sunlight, exercise, interaction, youth sports, and prayer without masks. If you deny them that, in 20 years, you're going to have a population of immunosuppressed antisocial adults who can only interact via Zoom and FaceTime and need gloves to shake your hand. I have been. Uh, uh, I don't see a big problem with. <laughs> Better off, probably, without all these horrible people getting together. Oh my God! Look, I just captured. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already triggered. Let's hear, let's hear what this. And look I, at I her American it. flag shirt, shaded American flag shirt. Looks, looks like it looks like something Thor would wear. Thor shirts. <laughs> I have been discriminated five times in the last two days. I have been actually turned away. I cannot go in these businesses without a mask, even though Good. I have a health condition. Yeah. These children. Even though I have what? a health condition. If you have a health condition, stay the fuck home. Yeah. You should what what be wearing fuck? two masks. John Cena's next. <sighs> oh my god. Here we go. With his with his Oakley shirt. The champ is here. Oh, and his kid is holding back. a sign. Well, you'll I bet understand. you I guarantee it doesn't say Black Lives Matter. No, no. <laughs> you'll see why the sign is big. Children need to be back on the field. Not in two weeks, now. As you can see. Taylor's got a soccer uniform on, and we're still not playing soccer. Guys, it's over. Like, really? Like, you know? I mean, are we still talking about this? Like, it's over, well, you know, this lockdown? I mean, you're looking at numbers and data, and, you know, I go to a resort, nobody's wearing a mask, then I come here, everybody's wearing a mask. Well, I go to a protest, someone is not informed your about time history. Is also, she's saying, I go to a protest, nobody's wearing a mask. That is not true. Everyone is yeah, wearing masks in these protests. Yeah. But that's just so they could commit crimes. This, this just goes to show. Oh my god! Just to show you how uneducated people are. Nobody knows about like previous pandemics. They just like they're so wrapped up 
and like they're so selfish. They just think the world revolves around them. It's insane. Well, I just the, believe what they read on Facebook. But the big problem is that like uh, the reason that it's over is because everyone was inside and we really did nothing about it while everyone was inside. There's still not like widespread testing. There's still not right. a vaccine. So the second we let people go back outside, it's going to go right the fuck back up again. That's the, That's the thing. Problem. Yeah, the government didn't come through on their promise. It was a t it was an agreement. You guys stay inside for three months while we figure out testing, while we figure out like uh, you know get the immunity down, get flatten the curve. But they haven't done that part. They haven't. There isn't mass testing. There, so it's like we're not there yet. What's but, anyway, but like mass testing is like. So what? <laughs> mass testing is just going to increase the numbers. So what? Like, it's the vaccine that we want. And that's not going right, to happen no. for a while. Hold on. Are you Donald Trump? Mass testing is just going to increase the number? <laughs> well, well the, the point is, like, even if these idiots all get tested, do you think they're going to give a shit what so the results what? tell yeah, them? So what? Yeah, it's like that. that right. Is, no, well, like, yeah, exactly. The point for mass testing would be like, oh, you would know that you have it, so you would stay home. But you're right. They wouldn't. Right. Yeah. The, but the majority of people, I would say, are not these people like yeah. i think those yeah. people will do whatever they want but a, a huge number of people if they knew that they had it would not go outside and that would help immensely in like stopping yeah. the disease from i don't think that you can stop people from going outside <laughs> i don't think i don't think what that does that mean should. it's fine people can go outside you just can't just be responsible yeah, yeah keep space anyway so here, here's this last one he went and fought where dad where did you fight my dad where did you fight? Oh, I, I my diaper. <laughs> my diaper needs to be changed. Is that, the, is that Elmer from Crank Yankers? <laughs> I think that's Elmer from that voice is exactly Elmer from Crank Yankers. I just made a boom boom. <laughs> this guy, in case you're only listening on audio, this guy brought his father, who is like an incredibly old uh, man who fought in World War II, I guess. He's just standing there. Where did you fight? Where, the, like where, where did you fight? In the Philippine Islands in World War II. And his fight was for your freedom, my oh. freedom, his freedom, and everybody that's here today. I don't know if you guys are robots or whatnot. So please stop imposing Chinese communism tactics. This is America. This, we need our essential breath. If you're yeah, not by the human, way, uh, you know, join, China actually stopped oh the virus from spreading. In his no, you're, it's like, it's you're all aware of that, right? I mean, it's a lot better than us. Ugh. I don't know. Um, okay, so that's what is, one. What does this lady have to say about Elon Musk? I'm curious. If you're not human, please join Elon Musk on his trip to Mars. And let us <laughs> and vote for our breath, please. Let us breathe. Vote for our breath. Okay, hold on. You think that lady lives in like a mansion in Orange County, New York, like you see on Bravo? Uh, Not it's Orange, Orange County, County California. California. Oh, or Orange County, California. Sorry. She probably so. does not. What is that? What am I looking? So at this here? was a protest in Orange County. This is the former health director that I was telling you oh about that's God. getting death threats. So they I gotta made a say, sign. I gotta say, if you don't, if you, sh, sh, I, I'm on her side, I agree with her, but growing the Hitler mustache probably didn't yeah. help uh, with the death <laughs> threats. That looks no, like that's Photoshop. Lady from Orange oh. is the New Black. That's Piper from Orange it does. is the New Black. It does, it does, it very much. Nobody likes her, I think this is fair. 
<laughs> Nobody likes it. Oxygen to breathe, we're human they can't even do it in time. We need oxygen to breathe. We need oxygen to breathe. We need oxygen to breathe. We need oxygen to no, I would like to point out this woman is wearing gloves. Look at these white gloves, Noah. This woman definitely lives in a mansion. I mean, come on. <laughs> Those are so her horse riding gloves. What's she doing there? She believes in the virus. She's just a fancy. She's lady. not. She's yeah. She's just fancy. She's not wearing a mask. Oh, I see. I those those was... are her equestrian gloves <laughs> for dressage. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Some people are combating, uh, are doing social distancing, like this Romanian shoemaker who, who creates size 75 shoes for social distancing. <laughs> Ironically, that's legal. Rob's shoe size, too. <laughs> I mean, this really does look like Photoshop. Like, it looks like they stretched it out. It's made with foreskins. You rub the shoes and they that size. <laughs> what size shoe are you, Rob? I am a size 13, ideally triple wide. And really? European? You're only like one size larger than me. That's weird. I'm like 11 and a half triple wide. I thought uh, you'd have massive feet. You're like six inches taller than me. Okay. How dare you? Do we want to have, <laughs> want to have a dick measuring contest? <laughs> We're talking about That's really feet. the last word on this. Or at least uh, girth. My uh, European size is 43. Damn, that sounds oh, more okay. impressive. So it's almost like double your feet. It's like if you were to put one foot in front of the other, that would be the shoe that this guy did. <laughs> I see. How much are they? Can I get these on Etsy? <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, it doesn't say. I don't, oh, here we go. 500 leaf, 115 a pair. Yeah. Not bad. That's not bad. Did you get the Jordan the Jumpman logo on it? <laughs> if it? Again, if you're not watching the video, it's like just a long extension to <laughs> the shoe. Like a, yeah. Like a shoe with like Pinocchio's nose. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Regular shoe, and then the tip of it just has a long thing. But what's to stop someone from just like stepping on your foot or like. Yeah. yeah. Also, how is this good? Yeah, like if it's not convenient for you either, because then you're you're forcing yourself to keep distance from like let's say the counter. How do you get to the counter if it's so far? Yeah, and you need shoe? you need everyone to have these shoes. Otherwise, like people with regular shoes can still walk right yeah. upon you. You can't drive anywhere in those shoes. You have to take them off, put them in the trunk, and then get out of the car barefoot, put them back on. It's the whole fucking thing. I can think you imagine. Like tr trying to pee in like a narrow stall of a bathroom or like just a narrow bathroom. Another pee excellent point. I think he, well, you got to sit down and pee like a woman, I think, if you have these. But like right? walk backwards? Yeah, you got to just. But then if you're in the stall, like the shoe will be sticking out past the door. People be tripping on it. <laughs> People Break be tripping. <laughs> I think the, the person next to you, they'll, you know that old code where you used to tap the next person with the shoe if you wanted to have sex with them? Uh-huh. They're going to think you're doing that just because the shoe is going under the stall. Oh. <laughs> um, Maybe a bonus. Yeah. 
could be uh, could help could be the opposite of social distancing then make a, a date well there's been also some uh, new discoveries on how you could contract coronavirus um, so I'll just start reading this Here's one more behavior to be hyper aware of in order to prevent coronavirus transmission. What you do after you use the toilet. Scientists have found that in addition to clearing out whatever business you've left behind, flushing a toilet can generate a cloud of aerosol droplets that rise nearly three feet. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. But here, here's where it gets dangerous. These droplets may linger in the air long enough to be inhaled by shared toilets, by a shared toilet's next user or land on surfaces in the bathroom. This toilet plume isn't just gross. In simulations, it can carry the infectious coronavirus particles that are already present in the surrounding air or recently shed in a person's stool. We learned a few weeks ago that coronavirus is found in shit. Now what it is in the, the shit particles. What are these simulations being done? Is this like a computer program running this? Or is like, whose job is it to simulate someone taking a shit? And then seeing if coronavirus is in it. The study was conducted by the physics of fluids. Uh, and, uh, is that like I mean, puppetry can... of the penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coming soon to Broadway. <laughs> uh, they say that the aerosols generated by toilets are something that we've kind of known about for a while, but many people have taken for granted said a microbiologist. Could I just say, I don't want to hear a microbiologist use the phrase kind of. Be <laughs> more sure of your fucking research, motherfucker. Don't be this is totally one of those things that, like, I feel like in a week or two, there's going to be, like, counter-research towards, you know, like, oh, actually, it's fine. You know, like, how um, they were like, how they were like, oh, you know, actually, coronavirus can't be transmitted off surface. It's much harder to be transmitted off surfaces, like, two months after everyone was afraid to touch anything. Also, nobody's like going to public restrooms and doing deep inhales. I think I don't know, Sid. Agree to disagree. Well, Sid, you got to remove your mask, otherwise you're breathing in CO2. I don't know if you heard the last segment. Would you rather breathe in CO2 or shit? Come on, take your pick. I got to tell you, I went to the grocery store about a week ago, and I was hit with the overwhelming need to take a shit. Uh -oh. And I wasn't going to make it home. So I used the public bathroom against my back. Where? Where? And, Details. Uh, in a supermarket. Stop and shop. Oh. And it was a harrowing experience. It was frightening. Uh, first of all, I didn't touch anything. I had my gloves on. And then I used the toilet paper to kind of put the seat down, discard the toilet paper. And then... I <laughs> like I... <laughs> I squat. Like the lady in the white gloves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need oxygen to breathe. No. Uh, so, all right. I no, no part of me ever touched this toilet. I squatted over it. I did my cascade of... Wow, uh, deep squats. How long were you squats? on the toilet? No more than 30 seconds. Oh, I push see. It just out. Let it out. You push it, it out. out. You push it out. Right. That wasn't the dangerous part. What I had to do was use the toilet paper. And the toilet paper was on one of those giant industrial rolls, mm -hmm. but there was no holder. It was on the handicap rail. It was just sitting on the what? rail. So oh, I had I to pick that. it up. They just gave up. So I had to meticulously plant. I had to unwind it, right? Throw out the top layer because it has COVID on it. 
Then I remove my gloves so I'm not touching my asshole with my COVID, whatever I touch during the day. Wipe my ass. Flush with my foot. Obviously, I'm not touching the fucking thing. Then I had to put my, uh, I wash my hands, and then I put my gloves back on on top. I was in this fucking bathroom for like an hour and a half. Jesus Christ. Wait, you put on the same pair of gloves back? Or well, I didn't have any other gloves. What was my other choice? Like, I had to either go home without gloves or put the same ones back on, right? Mm-hmm. Where was I going to get other gloves from? Well, this the thing all... with, with the disposable gloves is that you really have to be careful how you take them off so that you don't touch anything. Oh, trust me. I was very so careful. that all adds to the time. So for a 30-second poop, you were in there for an hour. Not really an hour. I'm exaggerating a but little bit. what it felt like? It definitely felt like I was at Auschwitz or something. It was just one of the most harrowing experiences of my life, trying to take a shit in the COVID bathroom that other people have used. And didn't honestly did not look like it was clean recently. To be were there honest. any other people in there when you were? No, it's one person locking. One of those, you know, large bathrooms with one toilet that is bigger. It's, it's really big, but it's only for one person. Okay. Yeah, like at Tad's. Yeah, exactly, like at Tad's. There's no stall privacy. Like, it's just a toilet sitting in the middle of the room. Yeah, it was very Uh, frightening. I haven't used a public toilet since... I That was... What are we... Three months in, I had not used a public toilet, and I was forced to. I really, really was... There was times when I held in pisses for, like, really long. Uh, Yeah, other than, like, going on long walks, I've never really been out long enough to require using a public toilet either. Yeah, same. Oh, well, I go on. I go on like a lot of long walks and long runs and stuff. So, but yeah, very, me very too. Careful. I just said that. I just said that, Darren. It's not a competition. Back to the okay? penis measuring. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of penises, research has found that coronavirus has been found in the semen of some severely infected men. We were we were wondering about this a few weeks ago. It's been I thought, it was, now. I thought it was THC. We were wondering. About. Oh, that's right. No, but I think when we uh, had the the poop story that like coronavirus is found in poop, we were questioning oh. if it was. Found. It is in fact found in semen, and it raises the possibility that the virus may be sexually transmitted. Jesus, what else is going to happen? It could fly mm-hmm. through the air with wings. <gasps> Researchers found evidence of the virus in six men out of a group of thirty-eight COVID patients in a hospital in China that provided samples. Could, like, how, how did we get these samples exactly? Like, were nurses, like, jerking off, like, unconscious people on ventilators? <laughs> the six men like, included four who were still infected and two who were recovering. So even recovering COVID patients still had uh, 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 COVID come up in their They comp. had a recovering patient go back into the hospital to jerk off for them? Like, that seems risky <laughs> also. Like, what are they doing? Like, look, my, my lungs are turning to cement. I don't really feel like coming to... Uh, you want me to what? You want me to jerk off? <laughs> right, how much? For how much? Okay, I'll do it. Maybe they just use a needle and just extracted it. Ooh. Can you do that? Is that possible? Insult to injury. Ow. Mm-hmm. That seems a lot less fun than the other way of getting yeah. it. Yeah. They say that, that more research is needed, though. It, it's like more of a warning now. It's not. They need more people to jerk off. I bet, the yeah, I, I bet the, uh, the, the patients that got jerked off by the nurses definitely think more research is needed. Hey, nurse, get back in here. I don't think we don't have an answer yet. Let's try again. Why don't, why don't they just get like a bunch of rats and jerk them off? Give them COVID-19 and jerk them oh. off. The rats have had it good enough for too long. Let's let's jerk off some human patients. 
So uh, also on the topic of sex, keeping with the topic of sex in the era of COVID, a few weeks back we read the New York City Health uh, Guide and like recommendations for having sex uh, with Corona. They've uh, released updated sex guidance now that we're in the reopening phase. And Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wonderful. Well, uh, let, let me just go through this. This is uh, three pages of facts. Oh, is that a Mets cup you got there? It is. Let's go Mets. All right. You got some seltzer got, in there? I got it at uh, City Field. No, I, I drink water during the show oh. to avoid burping. Oh, <laughs> good thing you're not wearing your mask. So all that CO2, CO2 returns into your throat and makes you burp. All right. Dangerous. So all New York, it says all New Yorkers should stay home as much as possible and minimize contact with others to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Sex is a normal part of life and should always be with the consent of all parties. Thank you. This document offers useless information. Okay, so can you have sex? Yes. Here are some tips for how to enjoy safer sex and reduce the risk of spreading COVID-19. So you can have sex, Darren. Oh, no. Well, first it says, know how COVID spreads. You can get COVID-19 from a person who has it. The virus spreads through particles in saliva, mucus, or breath of people with COVID-19, even from people who do not have symptoms. We still have a lot to learn about COVID-19 and sex. The virus has been found in semen and feces, parentheses, poop. Of people with COVID nineteen. <laughs> oh, hold on. So they had to explain what feces is, really? Parenthesis poop. <laughs> oh, I thought you were adding the parentheses. No, no, this is a. I know. No, no. Who's I'm the not, person I, sitting there on this website reading this? <laughs> what the? What's feces? What the hell is this feces crap? What are these big words? What is this shit? <laughs> so, uh. They continue, we do not know if COVID-19 can be spread through vaginal or anal sex. We know that other coronaviruses do not easily spread through sex. This means sex is not likely a common way that COVID-19 spreads. Two, have sex only with people close to you. You are your safest sex partner. Masturbation will not spread COVID-19, especially if you wash your hands and any sex toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before and after sex. What if um, you hit at the person sitting next to you on the subway? Then it might spread. The next, the next safest partner is someone you live with. Having close contact, including sex, with only a small circle of people helps prevent spreading COVID-19. Have, and then it, it, it notes, have sex only with consenting partners, and then links to documentation on where you can learn more about consent. What if you live uh, with your parents? Yeah, just ask them for it. It's, it's safe. Have sex with them. To make sure they consent. Yeah. You should limit close contact, including sex, with anyone outside your household. If you do have sex with others outside of your household, have as few partners as possible and pick partners you trust. Talk about COVID risk factors, just as you would discuss PrEP, condoms, and other safer sex topics. Ask them about COVID-19 before you hook up. Do they have symptoms or have they had symptoms for the last 14 days? This is have really, been... this is really uh, setting the mood. Like, to, yeah. <laughs> give us interview. Can I say though, like 
It's actually a really great way of having a conversation about STDs and asking your partner when they last got tested and all that, which is all like always like a very awkward conversation to have when you're having sex with someone for the first time. And it's a conversation I think a lot of people don't have. So that could yeah, be a positive. It's to have. Don't say positive now. <laughs> it's a negative positive. I don't know. If two is company, then three or more is definitely a crowd. (laughs) 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 Large gatherings of any type are not safe during COVID-19. Close contact with multiple people should be avoided. But if you decide to find a crowd, below are tips to reduce your risk of spreading or getting COVID. Limit the size of your guest list. Keep it intimate. Go with a consistent sex partner. Have an intimate, Bukaki. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here, hold on. Pick larger, more open, and well-ventilated, well-ventilated spaces. Wear a face covering. Avoid kissing. Do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth with unwashed hands. Make Bring sure alcohol- you're a circle jerk. Everyone stands six feet apart. Bring alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Like, excuse me, everyone. Everyone, let me give you a, let me give you a little squeeze. Oh, the sanitizer. <laughs> It continues, if you usually meet your sex partners online or make a living by having sex, consider taking a break from in-person dates, video dates, sexting, and subscription-based fan platforms, sexy Zoom parties, or chat rooms may be options for you. I think this is just a scam by the phone companies to get, like, text data uh, uh, bills to go up. They just want to have people sext each other. If you decide to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think I know who may have written this article. Ken Pierce. Mm, no. no. George Whipple. Oh, the who's that? <laughs> I feel like this is like in his voice. This is like the way he delivers those like um, feel good like news stories. Who's George, who's George Whipple? From New York, the, movie one, the with the big eyebrows. Oh, oh, oh. He's, well, got to a, he's got to have a ton of COVID in those eyebrows. Yeah, COVID catchers. Here's the best one. Take care during sex. Kissing can pass easily during the virus. Avoid kissing anyone who's not a part of your small circle of close contact. Rimming, parenthesis, mouth on anus. On poop. That's okay. That's backwards from the other one. Like they put the slang in the parentheses for the other one. Rimming might spread the virus. Virus in feces may enter your mouth and could lead to infection. Wear a face covering or mask. Maybe it's your thing, maybe it's not. But during COVID, wearing a face covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection during sex. Heavy breathing and panting can spread the virus further. And, and if you or your partner have COVID and don't know it, a mask can help sp- stop that spread. Now every time I see somebody in a mask, I'm going to wonder if they rimmed somebody through that fucking mask. <laughs> like, can I just stains on the front. Can I ask something here to break in? I just want to ask. Can you ask something? (laughs) Put your mask on. Who are the people who are eating each other's ass and shit, but are very concerned about spreading (laughs) germs and getting COVID nineteen? Like that doesn't seems a little incongruous. Well, you want to live long enough to eat more ass. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. We don't. We're not. We're not rim shaming here, Darren. That's not what we're doing. Um, I didn't didn't do any shaming of ass eating. I'm just saying it's already inherently a a risky uh, germ uh, exposed activity. Not necessarily. If the shit is shit is uh, septic, it's uh, it carries germs. I understand, but you know you can clean out your butthole. 
You could. You could just yeah. wash it with soap. Like that's what rimming is for. I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm assuming the person is, isn't being rimmed right after taking a shit. You know, the, the, in I mean, Germany, so, some people have kinks, but most of them are not that way. <laughs> let's say. Uh, then they continue. Uh, make it a little kinky. <laughs> Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers, like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. So wait, drill a hole in the wall and, and put your penis through it? Is that what yeah, they're saying? Yeah, that's basically what they're saying. The Hasidim had it right all along. Do it through the hole. <laughs> all oh, along. Man. Here we are making fun of them. We're going to get to the Hasidim. But, uh, Listen, I got the New York Health the memo. We're not supposed to use the sheet anymore. Go get me my power drill, please. <laughs> <laughs> we need something thicker. <laughs> Okay, so then it goes, uh, masturbate together. Use physical distance and face coverings to reduce the risk. Condoms and dental dams can reduce contact with saliva, semen, or feces during oral and anal sex. Washing up before and after sex is more important than ever. And it also uh, encourages you to disinfect keyboards and touchscreens that you share with others. Then there's just common sense stuff, like sim- skip sex if you or your partner is not feeling well. Well, duh. <laughs> and then a bunch of links. But that was the, I just like that they're like, use glory holes, everyone. If make it kinky. Thanks, George Whipple. <laughs> Can you pull up a picture of George Whipple yes. for like the people who are seeing this on video? Our wonderful Patreon users. Background? I think that's already in Rob's background. <laughs> oh yeah, the eyebrows only. His eyebrows are well. His beard looks like George Ripple's eyebrows. Yes. Or his mustache. It's W H I P P L E. Hey, he is that <laughs> handsome devil? He's like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Good oh, stuff. Good stuff. Massive eyebrows. That's an old picture, by the way. That's like he's a lot older than that. Better. Look at this. He has two mustaches for eyebrows. Jesus. What are you doing, buddy? Well, uh, the last sexual related COVID 19 thing uh, is that a sex island resort promises unlimited romps with 100 girls at a Las Vegas coronavirus party for only $4,500. Oh, it's this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? Oh, yes. Good Girls Company is advertising Sex Island Coronavirus for June 19th through June 21st, which will cost over, uh, well, it's 4,500 American. This is a trailer. This This is, yeah, like we're watching just B-roll of a guy in a limo with like girls pouring champagne down his throat. And uh, the exotic Las Vegas resort is promising weed, unlimited alcohol, and sex with two girls per day in a post-coronavirus sex orgy. Sex Island, the erotic orgy event, could be reopening its doors in Las Vegas. Uh, I guess that's it. Would you go to this? For three days and four nights, participants have the opportunity to have unlimited sex with two girls. Fuck no. And can swap girl. Like, this seems so weird. I don't know. Oh, you can play blackjack? Strip blackjack? <laughs> swing volleyball? What? Uh, swing volleyball. 
I don't wonder if the girls know they're going to be having sex. Oh no! With someone I'm all sure, day long. I'm, I'm sure they're getting paid for. It. Oh, you think they spring it on them though? Maybe it's like a Jeffrey Epstein thing where they bring the girls and they start off with a massage and they just have no idea. Well, it is an island. Yeah. I want to know if the girls who sign up to have sex know that they're going to have to play volleyball later. (laughs) I'm assuming they do. I didn't sign up for this shit. I came here to fuck. What is this? Volleyball. One last video clip I quickly quickly want to show is this woman complaining about wearing a mask. It was probably 45 minutes of having it on. It's the first time I've worn one. I am disoriented. I'm a little mad, if you can't tell that already. Like, I'm very, I'm, I'm frustrated, but I don't feel good physically. Like, I can tell you right now, I wasn't getting enough oxygen. And I just had on one of these little stupid things. I feel dizzy. My hands are kind of tingly. Um, my woman. heart is beating fast. So some of it's an emotional reaction, but Ugh. some of it's a physical reaction. This I, is what, this is what uh, the, the promo that I cut after I had to use the stop and shop bathroom, by the way. <laughs> was very, I was a little bit tingly. <laughs> and, um, this makes me wonder if maybe not everyone should have access to the internet. You understand the virus is real, okay? I understand the virus is real. Friends, look at the numbers and tell me why everybody's living in fear. Tell me why we're putting these things on and not being able to breathe. I just want to cry. Sounds like she's living in fear. Because there's a virus going around that's killing everybody. It's heavily contagious. That's why. And mutating. It's mutating, everybody. It's going to turn everyone into Karens. There's going to be a Karen zombie outbreak. Oh, fuck. I hope not. Like, that's all I want to do is cry because you can't see people's faces. <laughs> you can't make human connection. That's good most of the time. That's just we you. We can't hug people. Walk we can't hold their baby. She says you can't. Beast. I mean, but before the virus, was she just walking around hugging people in the street? Yes. She's one of those Times Square free hugs people. Oh. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I have a, wait, Sid, did you ever get like accosted by those people when you would do your drops in Times Square? Thankfully, they stayed away from me. I think they mostly wanted to bother ladies. It was mostly dudes with those signs, and they mostly wanted to hug women. Mm. So they, they mostly left me alone, thankfully. One time I did get accosted by uh, the naked cowboy, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I he just sang into my microphone, but nothing helpful. Oh. It was very annoying, and I wanted him away from me. We can't hold their babies. <laughs> what? I'm well, at the end of it. Get away from my baby. I'm just simply at the end of it. It doesn't make sense. And this this doesn't make ago. sense. And it's, I'm not okay with it. Nothing about what we're doing is supported by the numbers that are out there. Those of you that know me, like I am... One of the most compassionate, caring people you will ever meet. <laughs> and I do care about you. That's why but I spread I a deadly contagion around my neighbor. And my children and my. Sorry. Uh, I can't pick up a baby and perform a Vitzburn Bepay on him and give him herpes by performing circumcision with my teeth anymore. Women aren't allowed to do that, silly. That's true. Yeah, go with the joke. <laughs> well uh it is kind of what's what's very messed up i think is that uh some right-wing 
politicians are now kind of using these protests that have been going on uh, as an excuse to do what they want to do. Uh, and, and actually health officials have said that the protests like are okay because uh, I mean, it's kind of weird. They were like, oh, it's all right. Cause racism is a bigger problem <laughs> than this virus. Health officials are making that evaluation. Yeah. Where's their research? Uh, well, they what said as the long as you try to keep social distance, wear a mask. And, no, uh, but I want to see the chart of like racism versus COVID impact on science. I see. Yeah. That, I, I, I did not see that. Well, racism cannot be sp- spread through poop. We know this. That's true. Do we? But if a person of a different race poops on you, it might make you a racist. <laughs> so. Well, so what's happening now is, um, so all these things that are closed, it's like, well, why could people protest, but we can't do this? And one of the things that are, have been closed here in New York have been playgrounds, which... Before they were closed, there was a very creepy, like draconian sign, like play at your own risk. These playgrounds are not sanitized. And it's like, why even keep them open? Yeah. Well, some Hasids are done waiting and they took action and, and, and took the law into their own hands. As this story shows us here, their own gloveless hands. Yeah. Brooklyn politicians here. Let's watch this video. They, they made. They open. They, they're doing their own thing and breaking these locks. This is a park like right by where Darren and Noah grew up. This is like walking distance. Is that like on Avenue P? It's on Seventeenth and L. Oh, it's good to see Harvey Firestein getting worse. Yes. yes. Come on in. We got coronavirus for you and for I just, you. I just want everyone to love this park. Is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I have to use <laughs> This, I can't. Sorry, Kamala. The thing is, you know what the worst part about all this is, right? There's two Jews pushing two other grown Jews on a swing set. Is what we're watching here. Yes. Adults, men. men. And not like in their 20s. One of them might be, but mostly. My kid later is going to sit out on the sand. You went to a park? (laughs) That's right. What am I, chopped liver? That's right. You're going to be chopped liver. What do you think we had nine kids for? (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand. You went to the park? Dad? What Imagine, I'm trying to picture his like nine-year-old son saying, what am I, chopped liver? He's fucking Gilbert Gottfried, kid. <laughs> you went to a park. You don't invite me. What do I look like? <laughs> Let's watch some more of these. <laughs> now, these are now American people that are like, what the fuck Wait, are you well, doing? Well, they're all American. They're all American. These are I'm just sorry, like you're right. regular. <laughs> Non-crazy uh, religious. Non, yes. Non-Hasidics. <laughs> I do want to point out, though, that there is a little bit of hypocrisy in this video because the people are yelling at the at the Hasidic Jews, but they're not wearing their masks. So I was going to say really the same thing. Mm. I, I agreed. What are you complaining about? You're not being responsible either. Maybe they all have a, a conditional... Doesn't it sound like the... Doesn't it, there's like a part over there that sounds like the guy that 
that was yelling um, who brought Bob Dylan to the stage. Oh, oh. Was like, <laughs> Doug, yeah, let's hear. Doug, yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear. Yeah, here we go. This jungle gym in 1974. Who are you? Let's see. The, this is another open it up wide, wide. Another part being ripped off. Can't even operate a fucking bolt cutter. Hershey, Hershey, Hershey. They see, they love the shitty chocolate that we all hate on this show. That just shows you how out of touch they are. Hershey. I like to go on record as saying I think Hershey chocolate is completely fine, and I think dark chocolate tastes like shit. Um, I love I, milk chocolate, but even uh, 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 for it's not actual. There's no milk in it. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go. I'll go halfway with you, Sid. I I think dark chocolate is garbage. Thank I you. Love dark I disagree. I greatly disagree. But go ahead. But Hershey is just unpalatable to me. Hershey just tastes bitter yes. and just cheap. It just it's tastes disgusting. processed. Do you mean yes, just like cheap. the standard like Hershey chocolate bar or anything from that brand? Standard Hershey chocolate bar and the Kisses also. Yeah, I don't really eat those, but like they, they have other items that aren't as bad. Like, like what? what? Well, you know, now I'm thinking maybe I got Hershey and Nestle mixed up. Is that well, possible? Maybe, is it all I, the same? I, I, I well, what 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 items do you Hershey like? product before in my life. So I don't know. There there are other products like Mr. Good Bar or like That's Cracker. Fine. Eh. Mr. Good Bar is fine. Eh. I like Crackle. Yes, Crackle. Yes. I prefer yeah, I prefer Nestle Crunch. It's much yeah. better. And even Nestle, I have my problems. But anyway, this one, I can't believe the GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy, is fucking tweeting about Brooklyn (sighs) playgrounds um, not being open. Also, I want to point out, like, no one's wearing, like, this, the only person wearing a mask is this old fucking man. All of you should be wearing masks. Could I ask a question? They've got bolt cutters out. What we're seeing is they've got bolt cutters. They're going to break the lock on this gate to get into the park. But there's like a dozen people on either side of the gate. So how did they get into the park to begin with? Clearly, like, they, they this is the a fence. continuation of the previous video where they broke into one door and now they're breaking all the others. They're already inside could, the park. It could, it could be, Rob, uh, a confirmation of the protocols of the elders of Zion that they have <laughs> demonized uh, <laughs> shapeshifters and they can phase through a chain link fence easily. The bolt cutters are just for show. Actually, no, the children don't have that ability until they reach bar mitzvah age. And that's when they, <laughs> they, they need, they need the gate actually open to get inside. That's why they do it. It's for the kids. The gate, a great movie. Great movie. Love the gate. Maybe have we should do a Patreon on that. I don't know about, what that uh, is. It's about uh, these. One of them is one of the Corys, right? The Corey Haim or one of them, uh, Corey Feldman, maybe. But it's a little kid, uh, and in the backyard, him and his sister discover like a portal to hell, and their parents go away somewhere. So it's like home. Oh, alone, I feel they, like I might have seen. They play a these... record backwards, and it opens yeah. up the gates of hell. Huh. Yeah, it, and it's movie. like uh, all these Remember? demons, like C- like non CGI practical effects demons that look terrible. Oh wow. Come out and like. It's more like it's like comedy horror. It's very lighthearted in tone. It's scary as fuck if you're a little kid. You should be on Channel Eleven all the time. Huh? Maybe that's I where I saw it. Heard of it? Interesting. 
Well, it's been a, another excellent show, and I can't believe it's over, but there's only one thing left to do. Get to leave, get to say goodbye for now. And uh, that's shout out our top livecast fans of the week. Of course, you could be a top livecast fan of the week by joining our Patreon for $10 a month at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. I know what's going on. And I want to give a shout out. And I'm going to do it in my Harvey Firestein voice. Yeah. It already hurts my throat. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to Eric. You're, you're a lovely bubbler. And don't forget, of course, Robert Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin. He loves his cinnamon raisin bagels. Benjamin, there's a bowl of matzo ball soup waiting for you at Harvey's house. <laughs> El Dudorino. You sound like a goyim. Dan, Dan R. What does the R stand for? And it better be Rugula. Cattle decaf. Yeah, Harvey likes a little uh, cattle decaf with his popcorn. And then we got Mindy Mayer's Kipper. Mindy Mayer, wonderful local representative, and her Kipper deserves a place on the Live Podcast Fans of the Week. We got Croc Destroyer. I had a similar nickname on Broadway, but it wasn't about Crocs. We're talking about Sam. I am. I is. I don't know who that is. We got Justin with an E. Then we got Gander with a J. Gander. Gander with a J. <laughs> then we got Shasur Shasusits. Wonderful town. I've done many one-man plays in Cheshire, Massachusetts. And we have LaCroix, wonderful trip. Then we have the Crustacean Sensation, a.k.a. Stomper. Oi, Gavolt, why would you stomp God? Show some respect. Then we have Ash Bakhilov. Let me try that again. Ash Bakhilov, I can is this Yiddish? No. Ash Boslahov. I like that you're playing. Uh, most people go for the gay angle with Harvey. You're using the playing up the Jewish angle. It's great. It's a great impression. Oh. I'm sorry. Harvey Firestein is gay? <laughs> Who knew? He seems like such a ladies' man. Then we have Dallas. We have Rob of Empyro, Empyro, Empyro. And we have Shane. And of course. Hi guys! Oh, couldn't leave the RV on. So, sorry. Hi guys! Gosh, hard. That concludes. That concludes the top live cast fans of the week. If I want to get. Oh, uh, sorry. Go to Patreon.com/slash/MetalInjectionLiveCast. Ten dollars. Avi appreciates it. A uh, little short footnote, Sid. Uh, it wasn't a Corey. It was uh, young Stephen Dorff. Oh my God! Is right. in this movie. I don't know how I forgot. Oh, then I definitely yeah. This is this was on like Cinemax all the time at like three. Yeah, really good. Check it out. Maybe we should review that one too. Interesting. This all is right. pre SFW Stephen Dorff. Oh yeah, he's like 11, 10 or eleven years old. All right. Yeah. All right, we're out of here, folks. Right. Go back into Bertus. I'm gonna go buy a new bra. <laughs> At Bertus. <laughs>
Rose gone. See you next week. <laughs>